Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan, ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here with the Saquon Barkley episode. That's right. We're going to talk to Saquon Barkley in a few minutes here. It's the beginning of Super Bowl week, which means players are going to go around. They're going to be involved in events, working with companies. Saquon Barkley is going to be participating in the PNG uh, Battle of the Paddles. Uh, that is a ping pong event. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're also going to talk to Saquon Barkley about one of the big questions surrounding the Giants this offseason, his future, right? Because the debate rages on. Is it worth investing in him in a running back at this point? Last offseason, they obviously did not reach terms on a long-term agreement. The Giants used the franchise tag, $10.1 million. 120% of that this year it is now going to be twelve point one million dollars if the Giants decide to franchise take. And that's an option that they have. It is. It's an option that they have. And Saquon has been adamant about, hey, if you're going to franchise tag me, just let me know and be upfront and honest about it. Now, Joe Shane said last week he had a conversation with Saquon Barkley the Friday after the season, before Saquon Barkley, I believe, went to uh, Africa and taped a commercial with his, you know, his family. They went on a trip. But Joe Shane had an opportunity to meet with him and speak with him. Now, we will see, we will hear from Saquon, what exactly he took from that meeting. Because here's the thing for me. If they didn't tell Saquon Barkley flat out at this point, hey, we're, we're going to, like, because the Giants know what their plan of action is. They have an idea. If they didn't tell him, hey, we're likely to franchise tag you, that means they're not going to franchise tag and if you listen closely, if you're paying attention and following them, connecting the dots, it sounds like the Giants are greasing the skids to at least letting Saquon Barkley test the open market. Yes, they want him back, but no, they don't want to pay him what they think he's worth. They already went last year past the point where they probably felt comfortable paying Saquon Barkley. So Jonathan Taylor signed the deal. That's the deal you got to look at, right? Jonathan Taylor signed the deal during the season. He held out, gave the Colts hell. Three years, $42 million. Okay, that's $14 million a year. $26.5 million guaranteed. Now, Jonathan Taylor's a little younger, a little less of an injury history. Now, I don't think that in order to get a deal done with Saquon Barkley, you probably have to get to the $26.5 million guaranteed. But you probably have to get to around 24, right? He wouldn't agree to the 22-ish, 22.5, whatever it was, a little over 22 last year. You probably have to get to about 24. And the Giants showed that they weren't willing to go there last year. One year later, now he's 27 years old. What makes you think they're going to go there now? I have a hard time believing it. Now, do they let him hit the open market and say, okay, see what you can get? That deal from Jonathan Taylor is going to be a deal that I think is going to be hard for Saquon Barkley to get on the open market. But let's say he gets something near that. Let's say he gets the 22 23 $24 million guaranteed over a three-year deal. The third year is going to be bogus regardless anyway. He's never going to see that third year of that deal. Looks like Jonathan Taylor's never going to see the third year of that extension. That number can be whatever you want. You can make the total... The average over the three years look as nice as you want it to. The guarantee is really what matters. And if you're Saquon Barkley, if all things are equal, money-wise or even close, I do believe he would come back to the Giants. He wants to spend his career in New York. He said that over and over again. He's been very clear about that. He would like to have a post-playing career similar to Eli Manning, to Michael Strahan. There's a benefit to being with the Giants and being in the New York market if you want to be at that level. I do think so. Your visibility is just a little bit more. So if you want to play at that level and swim at that level, it does benefit you to be in New York and be with the Giants. So all things equal, I think money-wise, Saquon wants to start and finish his career with the Giants. 
Now, I don't think the Giants are going to get to his price without a push, potentially, from other teams. I don't even know if the Giants will get there with a push from other teams. So, like I said, connect the the dots. The Giants don't really want to pay him what he thinks he's worth. He's getting to 27 years old. We've already heard some rhetoric out there. Hey, this is kind of when running backs start to fall off. It seems like the skids are being greased to say, okay, Saquon, either go elsewhere or find that money, find us, show us what your value is. And look, there is no better way to determine your value than hitting the open market. The market will show, right? The market will show him what his value is. If you hit the open market, that gives everybody opportunity, all 32 teams an opportunity to then put in their best offer if they're so inclined and if they desire. And at that point, whatever the highest offer is, that's what your value is. That will not change. The market determines your value. And that just seems to me where this is headed with Saquon Barkley. The Giants are going to say, we want you back. Go show us what your market is. We already told you what we think the your market is. What the most we would pay for you, which is last year, around $22.5 million. Guaranteed. Show us that your market is more than that. And then the Giants will have a decision to make of whether they want to bring Saquon Barkley back. And that'll be an interesting one, because my gut all along has been Joe Shane is he's has a value on what he thinks a running back is worth. But how much does Saquon Barkley mean to the Giants organization? He's the face of their franchise. Still, as we sit here, six years later, he's the face of their organization. He's their best offensive player. If they get rid of Saquon Barkley, and look, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily want to pay a running back if I were in that position. But the Giants are in a tough spot, and this is why it's tough. Because for them, they get rid of him. They're letting their best offensive player on what was already a bad offense walk. So that means you're even further from being a really good offense. Yes, can you invest in it? Can you put assets into the position and fill it? Yes, but will they be as good as Saquon Barkley as in year one? Especially probably no. And then the flip side to that is also they have so many other holes already to fill I'd say they'd have to address quarterback. You can't feel confident with Daniel Jones' injury history. You need to address multiple positions on the offensive line. You need a number one receiver. Now you want to add running back to that mix? They're in a tough spot. The New York Giants are undoubtedly in a very tough spot. Let's talk to Saquon Barkley and see what he thinks about all this. On to the next one. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, it's the beginning of Super Bowl week. We got Saquon Barkley here. Saquon, welcome in. Uh, 
what do you got going on Super Bowl week? I, I know it's a big week for you in general. 27th birthday, I believe, is at the end of this week. So what do you got lined up for the for this week for you? Yeah, I am turning 27. Uh, crazy to say. Um, Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm the day before 27, just a little more than 27, maybe a couple of years. Okay. That's all good. We, we got to celebrate. We got to celebrate. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm be representing Gillette uh, in the P&G Battles of Paddles. Second year. Last year was a great event. Um, you know my table tennis skills a little bit, uh, being in a locker room. Uh, seeing me and a couple of guys get after it. Um, but yeah, going to be representing Gillette, you know, look good, game good, a little scruffy right now. But uh, before the event, uh, I'm, I'm going to team up with Gillette Lab and, and get a fresh, clean shade and uh, go out there and compete for the title. Um, and the way people can watch this and fans can check in and tune in is uh, Overtime Season YouTube channel um, on February 7th, Wednesday, Wednesday um, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Come have fun. You get a lot of practice. The locker room, you guys, it's a big thing under Dayball. Is you've had plenty of ping pong tables, right? How are your ping pong skills then? And who do you who do you kind of who do you want to meet here? Uh, they're not as good as uh, past years. I, I probably didn't play as much in the locker room. Uh, yeah, you were you were big into the chess. Yeah, I got yeah, I got more into I got more into chess. Uh, but hopefully it's like riding a bike. Um, you know, I I know Taylor. Uh, he, he won it last year. There's a duos um, part of it. So hopefully I get partnered with him and be able to come home with one crown. But there's a couple guys, uh, Swift, um, you know, being an eagle, uh, love going against him, no personally. Uh, Will Levis, who obviously played at Kentucky but went to Penn State first. So I, know, I know him personally too. So those two guys that uh, I look forward to, to going against and uh, would love to be the reason why I sent him home. Now. Who's the uh, king of the locker room? Can you take a Daniel Jones? And a lot of DJ, yeah, DJ, he he's not really good at ping pong. No, Darius Slayton, Slayton is Slayton he is there to be legit. Yes, Slayton. It's so it was David Sills. Sills, right? He's not an old team anymore. And then Matt Barkley came on last year. He's insane. So Slayton has been there the longest. So he he probably would be third if you add those two. But right now it's definitely yeah, um, Matt Barkley. I saw that he was like standing ten feet behind the table, and he's just like everyone's slamming the ball, and he's just boom, popping it up in the air, and just like like it's nothing. I was, I was kind of impressive there. Yeah, it's usually quarterbacks and uh, special the special teamers. Uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, uh, those are the tough guys to go against in table tennis. It's the PNG Battle of the Paddles, uh, streaming live on Overtime Season's YouTube channel, also on Amazon.com/backslash deals. Begins at eight p.m. on Wednesday. February 7th we got you here for a second so free agency your future it's the big thing Joe Shane actually said last week that he had a conversation with you uh before you I you went to I believe it was Africa to film a commercial yeah. um what did you take from that conversation with him um I mean it, it wasn't wasn't really much uh we, we we went through this whole process last year so um you know he kind of asked me where my head's at um I just told him truthfully, and, you know, the, the best that I can, honest. Um, and, you know, he said, keep it like that and go reach out to my representation. And um, I think he t- I think he said to you guys uh, that he'll meet, uh, you know, with my guys at a, uh, at the combine and then go from there. You said where you're, you told him where your head's at. Where is your head at? Uh, same thing I said to you guys in, uh, at the end of the year. Um, everyone knows how I feel about the Giants, the organization, um, about the Tish family, the Maris family. 
you know, I, I've said that I want to be a giant for a very long time. Um, but I understand the business. I understand the business side of it. Would I love to be in the likes of Tiki, Eli, and and, and, and Straight Hand um, playing one place? That's what you dream of. When I got drafted here, that was a goal of mine. That's what I wanted to accomplish. I want to be a reason why you know, this team gets good again, um, why this team competes for Super Bowls and championships. Um, but fully aware of the business side of it, um, and, and and I'm at peace. Uh, last year, I, I don't think I was – I could say I was at peace. I was frustrated, uh, stressed. I was overthinking, and, and I'm not going to allow myself to get to that point. Uh, whatever happens, happens. Um, and I just know that uh, I'm, the player's still there. I have a lot left in me. And whatever happens, I, I just want to be able to go out there and compete for a championship. Where is your optimism level with that being said? Um, it's a good question. Uh, like I said, we did, we went through the whole process. So, you know, I, I'm not really reading too much into it. Uh, if, you know, um, did we talk more at this point last year or not? I'm not really reading too much into that. Um, it, it's gonna take care of itself. Um, you know, I said not not here, but before, it's not like even if I don't end up with the Giants next year, it's not like my football career is over. Um, you know, I still have a lot left in me. Um, so, like I said, whatever happens, happens, and that's really what my mindset is. I'm at peace with it. Um, if I'm able to return, uh, you know, let's get right. Let's let's keep it going. Let's get the train back in the right uh, the right direction. And if not, wherever I'm at, they, they know they're gonna get a help a player, a competitor, and a leader, and someone who will go out there and just want. You look back on your season, evaluate, what's your evaluation of this past season, and you look at it as it helped you, hurt you, changed anything of the situation? Obviously, you're 27 now, maybe a year older. Um, I mean, it depends. It depends how you want to look at it. Uh, what's the narrative? Right? It? It's, just, it's. I mean, like, what's the narrative what people want to create? Uh, I feel like me personally, like I just said, um, if is with the Giants or is not with the Giants. Competitor, leader, uh, hard worker, um, still a lot left in the tank. Uh, I don't really believe in the ages, 26 or you're 27. Like, that's, I, I believe in, you know, what's the saying? Power and death is coming from your mouth from the tongue. Uh, so, what you speak, you speak into existence. And if I feel like I want to play till I'm 36, I'm going to go play till I'm 36. If I have that mindset um, and I go out there and I, and I work for it, um, anything is possible. So um, that's how I look at the season. I don't want to get too much into the details of uh, what happened last year because I don't really feel like I need to go up here and make all the excuses or say this and say that and it just makes it seem like I'm making excuses. Uh, more than enough there and, you know, wherever I'm at, if it's with the Giants or if it's not, the Giants know what they're getting and if it's not, hopefully the team knows what they're getting too. What do you make of everything that's going on with the team? Your defensive coordinator left. You lost You lost your running back coach. He left the Andy Bischoff. It's reported the tight end coach he's leaving. There's been a lot of change. What do you What do you make of everything that's been going on that you've been hearing? Which is leaving? I didn't even know that. Um, that came out this morning. So yeah, oh. he's going to the Chargers. Uh, he's going to be basically the uh, pass game coordinator and the tight ends coach. Oh, good for him. Um, yeah, uh, obviously with, with Nick's leaving, um, excited for him being OC at Syracuse. Uh, I was able to talk to Coach Thomas um, uh, for on the phone for a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot uh, that the team got to, got to figure out. Um, and like I said, for for me, just sit back and watch. And I have, you know, I'm not gonna sit here and sound like a hater. I have the most respect um, and confidence in, in Dave's and, and Joe. Know they're gonna do everything to make the right decisions for the team to be successful. Well, end with this: it's Super Bowl week. You got 
the Kansas City Chiefs, obviously Patrick Mahomes. You've got San Francisco 49ers. For the sake of this conversation, Christian McCaffrey, right? We've talked a lot about that debate of the running back position. What would it mean, do you think, to that position to have Christian McCaffrey and the 49ers win in a team that's built, you know, and their offense is really the focal point is the running back? Um, would it mean a lot? I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think you can, you can say if, if he, if this, if San Fran wins or loses, I think just like you said, a, a team that the focal point is, is a running game. Um, and they were very successful. They made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, it, it showed you that the running back position is, is still a lot. Even last year, you know, you know, I know a lot of people try to take away, uh, what I was able to accomplish last year, especially when it came to the contract negotiation, but we were a heavy run team last year, focused on a run, and everything was built off of that. And we were able to make it to the divisional playoffs. So it's like a lot of teams have that, whether it's myself, whether it's Christian, whether it's Derrick Henry. Um, everyone gets caught up in the quarterback position, and rightfully so. Uh, there's a reason why they get paid that high, but everybody doesn't have Patrick Holmes. And that's no diss to any quarterback, especially my quarterback, Dan Jones. Um, everyone knows how I feel about him. But uh, whether he wins or not, whether St. Fran wins or not, I think it speaks volumes of what the running back can do, uh, just the way that Christian was able to um, be so successful this year. And you can see it with the younger backs, too, with with, with Gibbs and Bijan and um, even myself. So um, hopefully we can continue to show that. Take one, Barbara. You'll be participating this week in the P&G Battle of the Paddles. Good luck, man. Appreciate the time. Always. Thank you. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks a lot to Saquon Barkley there for the time. I really do appreciate his honesty with the whole contract situation over the last year, and I feel like he's reached the point of this whole thing. It's kind of drug drug out, and if you think about it, he's basically six years into his career, never hit free agency, could possibly go seven years, seven seasons, because you have the first four years, you're on your rookie deal. Then they, they pick up his 50-year option, so that's five years down. Don't hit free agency. Year six, he gets the fran- he has franchise tag. And he can get a franchise tag again. That's seven years it could be without him ever being able to hit free agency. But I mentioned going into that, that if he had that meeting with Joe Shane, and this is my biggest takeaway from that interview with Saquon, that he went into that, in- that meeting with Joe Shane, and he didn't come out either A, being flat out told he was going to get a franchise tag, or B, basically having the feeling and knowing they were essentially going to use it, then that meant that Saquon Barkley was likely to be at the very least. Uh, they were going to try to strike a deal before free agency starts or let him hit the open market. So now I think that's the option. Option C is now the number one option for me of what I think is going to happen with Saquon Barkley is that the Giants will probably re-engage with him before the start of free agency and... If a deal is not reached, and it's hard to believe that a deal is going to be reached at that point because they couldn't reach one last year, and when he's right on the verge of free agency, I don't see it happening then, that he will then be allowed to hit the free agent market. And then who knows where it goes from there. So we'll have to see how this plays out. 
uh, is going to be a big storyline once again for the Giants. It's a one of those lightning rod topics because he's a running back. Should they invest in him? He's injury prone. Uh, we know the positives. He's a really good player. Great player, potentially. He has been a great player in the past. Maybe he's just a really good player at this point of his career. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he just needs the right personnel around him. You think if he was in with the San Francisco 49ers, Saquon wouldn't be putting up huge numbers? I'm pretty sure he would be. So there's a lot that goes into that equation, the whole Saquon Barkley equation. Now, let me tell you, this is a little, do a little quick Jordan on the beat with Saquon Barkley. Uh, this is where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants work for ESPN or cover the NFL in general. And I mentioned that I appreciate Saquon's honesty. And you've seen a change in him. He's sort of just given into the situation. Uh, he knows now the pressure that comes with being in his position, which is not just you know one of the Giants' best players. It's, he's basically the face of the franchise. When people look at the Giants, the face that they would notice before anyone else right now is Saquon Barkley, right? Daniel Jones isn't at that level. He's a lightning rod for sure, but Daniel Jones doesn't have that cloud around the league. Dexter Lawrence is probably a better player at this point. Andrew Thomas is probably a better player at this point. They don't have the face recognition, the profile, the name that Saquon Barkley does, the star power that Saquon Barkley has for the Giants and around the league and even like commercials. We used to Saquon Barkley. I was watching uh, the games last week. Saquon Barkley was in a ton of commercials. You saw his face all over the place. I'm seeing him do more stuff on social media than ever before. So that's all part of the equation. And he's learned over the years that this comes, this is part of the responsibility is dealing with the media. Now I'll tell you a, a situation. So I was once talking to Eli Penny, former running back, fullback with the Giants. So he spent a lot of time with Saquon Barkley in the room. And Saquon Barkley was always really nice to me. And he he's, he's a nice guy. He does not, he's very concerned or cognizant of what the public perception of him is. And so when he talks to people, when he talks to people in the media, even if he doesn't like you, he treats you with respect and you come away with the impression that he's really engaged and, you know, interested in what you're saying. And so one time, this was probably in his second or third year. I think it was when he had a high ankle sprain the first time, right around there. So I think that was uh, his second year in the NFL. And he missed the Patriots game. I believe that was, what, 2019. So he misses that game, and I report that you know he was out even before he said, and if he comes out publicly, said, you know, when we're, we're talking with the media scrum, said he wasn't out. And so when I talked to Eli Penny, and, and Saquon's super nice to me about it and everything, and he's super respectful. He, he, he has been since he came in that regard of dealing with the media and dealing with me in particular. Because I only judge people on how they treat me. Always treated me well. Eli Penny goes to me, man, Saquon must hate your guts or something. Every time he comes out of there, he's always bitching about you and complaining. Like, why is Jordan asking me this question? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? And then when he comes up to me, Saquon's super respectful and nice. I was like, man, I thought he liked me. So that sometimes is how the relationship between media and players and superstar players in particular go is out in public, everything looks great. Behind the scenes, they're pissed at you. They hate everything you do. They hate everything you ask. They hate everything you say. But I do really feel this way. Maybe I'm wrong, but I get the vibe. I always think he understands what your job is. Saquon Barkley, by the way, is going to be in the media when his career is over. I feel like he understands what the job is, what we're doing, and he understands that it's necessary evil, some of the things that we have to ask him. And it sucks to have to ask him, you know, What's it like to get injured and be injury prone and be injured again? Nobody wants to hear those questions. What's it like to not get paid? 
What's it like for them to bypass you and not, not give you what you want in regards to salary? Like these are all questions that are nobody wants to hear. But I do feel like he gets it. It might not necessarily mean he likes it based on what Eli Penny told me that one time, but I do feel like he gets it. All right, that's it for this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, like, subscribe, tell your friends, give me a good rating, tell everybody, let's spread this, get this bigger. The Saquon Barkley episode's in the books. I'm Jordan Ronan. See you next time.